racist was on the 9th of June 1862 on a summer's afternoon I took the bus to Bamberg's and she was heavy laden The way we went along Collingwood Street that's on the road to Bladen Hello and welcome to CHN Radio, episode 32. We are on the Coast to Coast edition of the podcast now as Elijah is with me, the best co-host in the land. He is in Tallahassee, Florida, and I am in Los Los Angeles. L.A., the city where dreams go to die. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the city of not angels. I think you can say that about LA or New York City. You can either you can just put the city where dream goes to die like yeah. after them, and then it just works. So LA, where less than one percent of people actually make something of themselves. <laughs> mm. LA, home of fat sals, which Greg will be eating after this podcast. Yeah, I'll give you a full fat sals report after I'm done. <laughs> I'm oh, in the so, so the, the picture. I'm in the this courtyard Marriott right now. Um, and I got mm. this, it's a pretty big TV for a hotel. I have to give them props. Good job. Courtyard Marriott. And I got the national championship game on like literally it's three feet from my face, the TV and the laptop is in between the TV <laughs> and me. So <laughs> that's, that's my current setup. <laughs> I'm not mad at myself. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit excessive uh, <laughs> yep. in terms of screens, but you know, I have a similar setup. Yeah, what's, your, what's going on for you? Um, I've got the TV. I'm on the couch, and the TV's in front of me, and it's like three feet away. So pretty much the exact yeah. same setup. So we're, <laughs> we're doing the exact same thing. <laughs> I love it. Um, we missed you. We missed you last week. Yeah, I don't, something happened last week. I wasn't really. Yeah, I was, was, was going to bring that up. Um, so if you didn't listen to last week's episode, we are taking the show on the road. We are joining Toon Army America's meetup in Denver, Colorado. The dates are February 22nd to the 24th. And after our match against Huddersfield on the 23rd, we will be doing a live show with a gentleman named Warren Barton at a brewery brewery in Denver, Colorado. Warren Barton. Never heard of him. Yeah, the best. Certainly certainly not a friend of this podcast. No. A, a dear friend of the pod, probably the the dearest friend of the pod. Like, well, honestly, because I think out of uh, well, granted, we haven't really reached out to any of our other guests. <laughs> I mean, I, him and Roberto are probably like. Oh yeah, we got We've been in contact with the most since we. Yeah, had Roberto, we got to give props to because he's the only double guest. Um, Warren will be in about a month. Yeah, and it will be a live show. Wild. Wild yeah, he's out. got Roberto beat there. Yeah. So uh, you can follow that. So go go on Facebook, follow Mile High Magpies. We're going to be retweeting out a lot of the event too. So there's already event brights up. So you can buy tickets to some of the events that are happening right now. Um, there's brewery tours and buses. So like 40 bucks, and you can have a meet and greet with Warren Barton and a brewery tour and a bus will drive you around to do that like that. Yeah. You can't do that and in any city in America. <laughs> honestly, I think it's going to be super dope and we're going to, we're going to put up a whole like article and stuff about it uh, from our site and just share with your friends. Even if you like, if you know someone in Denver who it's like, it's not exclusive to Newcastle fans. I would like to just put that out there. Yeah. You know? Like if you have a friend who lives in Denver, who's a fan of the Premier league and has been a fan for a while, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't mind, you know, doing a little meet and greet with Warren Barton. I don't, yeah. I don't think that they would mind that because it's not like Warren Barton, some guy who's, you know, not known. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his face is all over TVs. <laughs> He's a legend. So, um, yeah. So I mean, uh, it, it's so yeah. I, I don't know. Encourage your friends. Bring your family. Bring your dog. Actually, don't bring your dog. I mean, I'd love to meet your dog. I just don't know if dogs and bars really work. Yeah, I mean, a lot of bars allow dogs, but I don't know about these ones yeah we don't know the bars in denver yeah yeah we're not privy to the denver scene well um, you know it is colorado yeah 
Yeah. I think that's the, now that since, so for people who are living under rock, there's been a legalization of a certain substance in Colorado. And I feel like if you talk to anyone and you mention Colorado, they're like, well, you know, it is Colorado. <laughs> yeah. That's all this <laughs> Just like alluding to something. You're like, I mean, this made no sense. We were talking about taxes, but yeah, you know, it is Colorado. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. And, and there's actually going to be members of Toon Army Canada that are coming down for it. So if you are in England right now and you're like, I want to go to Denver for this, come on. Let us know too because we'd love to meet you, especially traveling halfway across the world to come to this <laughs> event. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, we'd like to see you guys all there. February 22nd to the 24th. Um, follow Mile High Magpies on Twitter and Facebook. Toon Army America is another good source for info. And then obviously us at Coming Home NUFC and at CHN underscore radio. All right. So let's get into some club news to start it off. Um, I always have to mention when Newcastle beats the Mackums, and surely enough, that is what happened once again. Which is hilarious to me. <laughs> yes. Um, the Newcastle's U23s. This is not the Czech Trade Trophy. This is not that match, but it's a it's the Premier League 2 match. Um, it was Newcastle 3, Mackums 2. You had goals from Tom Allen, Elias Sorsen again, and we'll get to some news about him in a short minute. And then Longello. You might know him. He was at, uh, at West Ham. We brought him on at the beginning of the season. Um, three to two. Uh, I'm pretty sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sunderland went up 2-0 in this. And Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle. It was a comeback. Back and won 3-2. And it was, a, it was a goal in extra time to uh, – to, to seal it. And actually, we even missed a penalty, so could have easily won 4-2. <laughs> um, Cal Roberts missed a penalty in this. So, uh, but, it, but good match, and it's just another, another win for the U23s. We're certainly having a good season, so good for that. Um, the next bit is the Czech Republic Trophy match, which is tomorrow, if you're listening on Monday, which you probably won't be. So it's Tuesday at 7.45 local time. Uh, 245 East Coast. So it is Sunderland's first team against our U21s. Not even the U23s, the U21s. Um, you can, uh, I, I don't know, like Sunderland should be able to win this. <laughs> but you, don't you would know. hope. <laughs> I, you would hope. Yeah. Um, but we did win. Like, so we, so in the Checkerade Trophy, the way it's set up is. The, the Premier League youth team does not have a home match. They are road matches throughout. So Newcastle's U21s have only played on the road, and they've won 3-1 they've won to one at Doncaster. That's a League 1 side. Um, beat Knotts County, that's League 2, and then 3-2 against Grimsby. And then they played League, uh, league 2, Macclesfield Town, beat them in penalties. So they've beaten one League 1 team by two goals and then beat us three uh, league two side, so you you, know, you don't know, but it will be pretty amazing if our if our U twenty ones do beat them. I do think there's a pretty big crowd coming. It seems like oh, it seems like there's a huge there, crowd. It's going to be there. Yeah, it, it looks. I like think over, what's helping is three thousand fans from Newcastle coming. Yeah, and what's helping is Sunderland is like all of the promotional material for this. It says like Newcastle versus Sunderland. Yeah, they Even are. <laughs> you know, it's like, not really, that's not what it is. I mean, I guess technically speaking, this is a Newcastle team going into Sunderland's team. But it's just really funny. Like, that's how they're marketing it. So, like, I feel like this is going to be a big deal. Yeah, and, and I'm going to call out Roker Report because, like, they they're ma- they made, they deleted the tweet. And thanks, Elijah, for pointing this out because I didn't even notice. But, um, like, they're – basically put out tweets saying how big this game is because it's two rivals going up against each other <laughs> and it's just laughable it really is. yeah like wait it, like the, the whole thing was like uh on the eve of a huge game tomorrow <laughs> irrespective of the competition our pride is on the line who is going <laughs> i mean in that way the end of that is true the- Oh, yeah. No, it's a big truth. And, I mean, I'm pretty sure anyone who's on Newcastle Twitter is familiar with Miller, who just is something. And he put, your first team and our youth team are going. Thank you for the question. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
He also got blocked by Roker Report, which is also hilarious. Yeah. They, uh, they've yeah. been handing out blocks left and right. I feel like we haven't blocked a single Sunderland fan. No, because we're not afraid. We're not soft. It's it's also just not – It's I don't know. It's pointless. Like yeah, Also, yeah, it's – it's social media. Like, if you don't like what somebody says, just look away. Like, it's yeah. so easy. <laughs> just scroll. <laughs> I've never, yeah, I never understood the block. Like, have some self control and just ignore it. It's like the whole Iose Perez thing. Where it's like, <laughs> yeah, don't like. We we're talking about this. This is this is. It's been a busy, busy a couple weeks in the Slack conversation. But one of the arguments came up because some, Iose Perez made some comment about like fans. I or, or was he making a comment about fans? I don't know. Well, it's just his goal celebration and yeah, the goal, the whole thing about like he basically like there's a lot of oh yeah people the Mercy was talking about how people slander on social media and like Iosie doesn't like it or ever and Greg and I were both like if you don't like it like like there's better ways of handling it than like calling out fa- like calling out fans or whatever and that's essentially what he's done. It's just like dude, if you can't take the criticism as a professional athlete, like. I don't know what to tell GTFO. you. Yeah. yeah. Like no disrespect to the to the athletes out there. But, you know. Yeah. Um now we were just talking about the U23s and U21s. Our man, avid listener of the podcast, Elias Sorison. Go. As signed. Thank you. I'm so happy that happened. Um so he it's a three and a half year deal. Elias Sorensen will be contracted with Newcastle. To me, that means well, one, he's staying with the club, but two, the timing of the deal makes it seem like a loan is coming. So something to watch out there. They wouldn't oh, they wouldn't loan him off with six months left in his contract because then he's pretty much guaranteed to be gone. So they wanted to sure that up before. Um Yeah, and I'd say yeah, this. Where, where do you think he's going to get loaned to? Do you think it's going to be like a League One side? Uh, like I'm really concerned side? that it is. I yeah. I I want to. I like. I think everyone wants him to at least get a shot in this FA Cup replay, which I guess we'll have to eventually talk about. But I don't know. It's it's. I don't know. I, I'd like to see him get a shot, and then, like, out of nowhere, we just get this change of heart from Rafa, and he just plays with the first team. But I, I do – like, I agree. I think it'll be a League One side. It'll be pretty disappointing because I think he's going to do well in League One. I just think it's going to be disappointing because we all think that he kind of should be fast-tracked um, to the first team. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean – Shout-out to Adam Armstrong, who we – we also thought that, but then he sucked, so – Yep, and I have an article that I've stuck to saying that Adam Armstrong will never be good enough for anything above League One, and I stand by it. I mean, you've been right so far. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was not it – was, it, was, it was a bold statement, but it's been backed up by fact. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, all right, so thank you, Elias, for signing. Um, now, I'm going to butcher this name. But Newcastle had a bid, according to Lequip, which French, I mean, the, French, French course, media, I think just, they just put out, they put out whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they reported that Newcastle had a bid around 8 million euros rejected by Stade Rene, uh, left-sided French youth international, Fetou Mawasa. Mawasa. Fetut Mawasa, I think that's his name. He's 20-year-old, and he's currently at loan at Nîmes Olympique, but he's been struggling for playing time there. <laughs> so apparently we have offered him 8 mil. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I don't, I don't know how serious that is. Do you know anything about him? I know he's a French U21 player. I mean, that's, that's about it. Is this the same guy I looked up earlier in the week, I feel? Uh, I no. Uh, earlier in the week, they were linked to Kenny Lala, who I love, and the uh, he's at Dijon. Um, Vincent Rosier, Vincent uh, Rosier is the last name. They're both they're both fullbacks, though. That was the earlier in the week. Rumors. Oh yeah, yeah, the the two fullbacks. Yeah, yeah. Kenny Lala, I will say, like. I love I don't know, 
I'm weird, but I really like watching Strasburg matches because they like went up six tiers in French football in like seven years <laughs> and their fans are pretty wild and they used to be like a league on regular but they had financial troubles and went all the way back. So I've I've seen a few of their matches and I Kenny Lala is all over the field. It's, he's awesome. I would love for him to play for us. So but I think we happen. all would, but <laughs> not gonna happen. Yeah. Uh all right, what else we got? Oh, um Empoli has joined uh, the likes to get Akraf Lazar. Genoa is still interested, apparently, but Empoli was interesting because his former manager at Palermo is now manager there. Okay, okay. So I, think I actually that's, think that this is, rumor is, is solid, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, he's, Akraf Lazar is the most interesting person I think I follow on Instagram. <laughs> Tell us like, more. So... <laughs> Um, <laughs> like all of his posts are like him in training, and like if you were to just approach this from like a uh, like from if you didn't know anything about Newcastle and you just knew this guy played for Newcastle, you would think that based on his Instagram that he was like the first team footballer because he's like posting like all this stuff about like him in training and like him, like, like every day work harder and harder to gobby the glory and stuff. And then it's like, then you look at who he's training with and it's like, Oh look, that's Sean Longstaff. Oh look, that's <laughs> Elias Sorensen. Oh wait, this guy is on the U23. I don't know. So he, he seems like he's ready to leave. Uh, all of his, he's doing that thing where like um, in America, there's a lot of division one athletes or like uh, high school recruits that are going to play college football and they'll like always tweet about the future and they're like, God's got something in store for me. Or like, <laughs> you don't even know what's about to happen in this next chapter. That's been Akraf Lazar's Instagram for the past three years. It's just like yeah. the, the next part of this chapter is bigger than anything. And I, so I, I really hope that this time we can actually like get to the next chapter, you know, yeah. get to see what that next chapter is about and make some money. So I don't know. It's just, yeah, it, it's something. It's something. <laughs> um, now, do you want to talk about Key? Do you, you know about Key, right? He got injured. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it might not be bad. It might not really affect us because he, he, was, set, he, he was playing on Monday against the Philippines, and he was taken off in the 58th minute due to an injury. It seems like a groin in, injury, which – the reported, and I don't know how accurate this is, but they're saying like four to six weeks, which would be how much longer he's out for. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like a win-win for Newcastle. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, not a win-win, but like a win minor loss. Yeah, I agree with that. Like a, eh, but good. Yeah. <laughs> um, Muto's fine, though. Uh, John Joe. Muto playing? Not, uh, I don't think they've played yet. Okay. They play. Maybe he'll play. They play on Wednesday against Turkmenistan. Mm. Gotta love me some of the Turks. Yeah. Actually, I don't think that I don't think people in Turkmenistan are called Turks. Because Turkish people are called Turks, right? Or Turkish. Oh, maybe they are called Turks. So, one of our listeners, please inform us if we get a listener from Turkmenistan or Turkestan or whatever. Turkmenistan. Yeah, well, if we get a listener from there, they yeah. need to be on this pod ASAP. Yeah. Like Rocky. <laughs> nice. That was good. That was a good joke. Nice. That was, I like that. Um, Thanks. Big news. John Joe Shelby is having a medical at Barcelona. Oh. Yes. Uh, it's not what you think. <laughs> well, if I'm thinking that he's going to – absorb he's gonna this is what he's gonna do he's actually gonna he's 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 this is what i've heard this is just one of those things that i've i've heard from the streets streets are saying um that he's actually going to barcelona to uh put part of his soul into a messy cleat and that's gonna be a horcrux so that uh, john joe can live forever wow. but that i'm that's just what i've heard that's what the streets are saying Wow, Vortimo yeah. Shelby, right there. Yep, 
<laughs> so following the footsteps of his brother Tom Riddle. Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, John Joe's on a little bit of a Markel Fultz run right now. If you're familiar with who that is, where he's except, just, for, except for when John Joe's played, he's been good. Yeah, but what <laughs> what I'm referencing is that he goes to a specialist, doesn't like what he hears, so he goes to another specialist. <laughs> oh, that's fair. And just continuously keeps going to specialists until somebody says what he wants or makes up an ailment that goes with what him and his agent think is acceptable. Whoa, whoa, well, hey, for the record, someone on Twitter called that out like three years ago. Well, not three years ago, like two years ago when this when it first was a whole debacle. They were like, this is probably what Markel Fultz has, and now that threat is resurfacing. So just throwing that out there. Yeah. No, I know. I've been, I've been following it. And that's, I mean. I would hope you've been following seen, He's seen a bunch of specialists in England, but apparently this guy in Barcelona knows more than the specialists he's seen. I don't know. I don't but know. This is such a. Oh, we're talking about John Joe Shelby now for people who are not following. <laughs> we're not talking about Marco Fultz anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think the interesting thing about this is that there's a guy who specializes in thigh injuries. Yeah, that that is. That's a good point. That's probably the most interesting part about this. Also, just want to shout out to uh, the British media for once again just misleading people and overreacting and making clickbaity headlines. Because there was all these people tweeting about how we've lost Shelby to injury. And it was like, this was a scheduled appointment that was made like a month ago. So he, like, he's, he's not any more injured than he was already. No. No. And people are like, well, look at this. State of the club. Hayden's, Hayden's getting sold. Key's injured. Shelby's injured. Diame's injured. Everyone's injured. And I was like, I mean, well, no. Like, that's not true at all. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, I mean you're you're right on the money. I, I usually am, unless All right. not. So now let's get to the juicy stuff. Elijah, oh. our great co-host, yes. had a great article that he wrote about some takeover changes. Oh wait, wait! Before what that, is- we have to, we have to, we have to mention something. Yeah. Uh, Rafa got offered a contract extension for the 40th time this season. Oh, yes. But, yeah, just wanted to throw – just in case anyone was going to get offended if we didn't talk about it, I just wanted to let the world know we acknowledged it and we just ignored it because we're not going to write about this Rafa contract situation until something is signed or someone says, hey, I'm not signing a contract extension. Like, I'm choosing to move on. Then we will – that's when the next time we'll write an article about it. So – don't don't DM or tweet us to write an article about this. <laughs> yeah, we're out. Uh, <laughs> okay, now as you were saying, what's yeah. this juicy stuff that so some you, some some amazingly attractive guy wrote about? Yeah, you wrote an article on your favorite subject, Newcastle takeover rumors. And yeah. <laughs> well, walk which, us through which, the news that dropped since our last podcast with Peter Kenyon. Uh, well, so there's a couple of things that have that have happened. Uh, so apparently, um, all of these people, uh, all of these, all the involved parties have asked for extensions. That's the first thing that kind of happened. All this all came out on the same day, um, but they've they all asked for extensions because apparently none of them, like none of them, have 300 million pounds, which is like, okay. You all knew the price of the club when you were thinking about buying it. I think that would be something you'd want to get together, but you know, whatever. Um, and so uh, then, um, per the Chronicle, Peter Kenyon and uh, Mike Ashley both uh, were aware of a letter that was leaked. They both knew about this letter that was about to be leaked that basically was not, I don't even know what the goal of the letter was. It was just like a kind of an update thing. Um, but it was just basically talking about how. Um, they've been in advanced talks and blah, blah, blah. And it was basically just to show that this is legit. Like Mike Ashley's serious this time. Um, Peter Kenyon's serious about all of this. And they want to both get a deal done as soon as possible, uh, preferably within the next few weeks. So that's the basic gist of the article um, that I wrote. The other stuff in there is just kind of like other people's reactions to it. It's been kind of mixed. Um, so some people are pointing out that uh, – this is a PR stunt. Um, that's what a lot of people seem to think uh, that um, that this is going to end just because around the same time of last year, I wish people had pointed out we had the Stavely interview that was also essentially a PR stunt. 
Um, and so a lot of people are pointing out that this is very similar and that we'll get to the end of January and the deal is going to fall apart, which is, you know, pretty funny. Um, a lot of our fans we polled, they thought that this was not going to happen, that this was just another PR thing. And Mark Douglas has been was fighting people left and right. Well, not fighting people, but defending himself left, left and white, left and right, not left and white. Um, left and right, basically saying that they got this letter and they think it's genuine and it was leaked to them and they're not going to reveal the source, but they'll say, they'll say this, it wasn't for Keith Bishop. So that's good. And uh, Keith Downey kind of supported that. And I don't know, it was just... I'm tired of writing about this. Like, <laughs> it's so annoying. Just, just sell the club or buy the club. And I mean, I'm, I, I genuinely think Peter Kenyon has interest, but I think that he and Mike Ashley are just not going to ever get a deal done. Like, I, I think Stavely probably had interest too. I just don't think that they're going to get. They, I just don't think they'll get a deal done. Like, and I mean, I think this is the first time I've been on the record saying that. But like. Having to be, having written pretty much every update regarding the sale with like on this site, I'm just really tired of doing this. But I will read this one tweet uh, that is funny from Mark Duffy, uh, and it said, "Dear Mike, this is really a real letter with no actual content, but I'm definitely really buying the club. Let's hope we sell loads of tickets for the Blackburn game and those bloody fans stop moaning about signings." LOL. Yours in forever, truly, Lee Char. I mean Peter Kenyon. <laughs> and that's kind of what the letter seemed like. It was just like, it was, I don't know, there was no actual point to the letter. It was like if I sent Greg a text saying, hey, Greg, we should do a podcast tonight and we should talk about, no, not even that. We should just do a podcast tonight because you and I have been doing a podcast together for three months and people seem to enjoy the podcast and the podcast seems to be going well. So we should probably do a podcast. Well, that's the big problem is because you said I texted Greg. Nobody sends letters anymore. <laughs> no one sends letters. Yeah. <laughs> the only time you get letters, it, it's not even a letter. It's your Christmas card, family Christmas cards of families that you haven't spoken to in a long time. The only person, the only people who send letters still are English majors. Yeah. <laughs> I can say that confidently because my girlfriend and my mom, both English majors, both send letters. They're uh, like, they're like very much like, oh, letters. It's a lost art. And then they send letters. Well, maybe but no one else does. was an English major. <laughs> We get, we got a fa someone fact checked us. We need yeah, a stats we, Actually, if he is, that's amazing. That absolutely is one hundred percent amazing. Because that would explain a lot. But yeah. Greg, do you do you think that there's anything, even like do you, I don't know? Do you think any of this makes a difference? Do you think this is genuine? What What do you think of this whole scenario? I don't know. I mean, uh, I think. I think the timing is 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 certainly coincidental, um, but I, I'm I'm going to trust the reporting on this end this time and say it was a real real letter. But I, I mean, my biggest concern, and we've talked about this, is you know, if you can't come up with the funds to buy the club, how are you going to take us forward? So. Yeah, and I don't know if it's like, I don't know. It just, I don't know. It, it, I agree with that. I don't know if it's like one of those things where, and it could be a, a situation where Kenyon has an initial group of investors and then like an additional group of people who are on the fence about investing, but he wants to get the deal done now or they'll like, they won't choose. There are some people who like, they won't invest until they know, like the asset's been acquired. Like you'll see, like there'll be people who like, you know, once the club's bought, they're like, okay, well, we'll invest in this now. We'll pour in some money into it. And we just don't want to put in that initial 50 million pounds or whatever. So I don't know. It's, or I don't know, Peter Kenyon could be doing this thing where like he has 300 million pounds, but he only wanted to spend 200 million pounds. So he could put a hundred million pounds, in, excuse me, into the next two windows. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's just, <sighs> Sigh. That's what it is. Sigh. Um, that's just a sigh. <laughs> and not um, the South I, Korean I, yeah. sigh. The yeah. word not, sigh. Yeah, the word sigh. Yeah. Um, it's 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 very interesting uh, how this is all this is all unfolding. Um, and what it is also doing is that um, I mean, and granted, I won't freak out because 
I don't really think there's been a lot of teams who have made moves yet this early. There's been a few. There's been a couple that have, I mean, notably Chelsea, like Christian Pulisic. I mean, there's a whole Thorgan Hazard, I believe, is he's wanted by a couple clubs. But there hasn't been anything insane happen yet or anyone consistently making any signings. But people are starting to, to make offers and stuff. And it, we're already a week into January, and so you kind of just – you hope Newcastle's doing something. Um, but this whole talk about tr- about uh, the takeover kind of just is another way to just – if you're Mike Ashley, it's like, well, you know, I was trying to sell the club, so I couldn't really afford to, you know, give you money So for transfers. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's we may, we may not see, but hopefully we'll see. Yeah. I I just hope something happens. Like, I don't know. I think I would rather know at this point, I would rather just someone just say like, like if Mike Ashley, like I think the ease, the, the moment of ease for me throughout this entire year was like when Mike Ashley goes, when he was had the, the famous, the infamous pizza meeting with Rafa and the team. And like, and I was again, I was like, I don't buy this that much, but it did make me feel a little better when he was like, hey, I don't plan on standing, selling the club this season. And I was like, well, okay, good. We can stop all this takeover, transfer, bubble, Hubble, Baloo, and just focus on, like, winning games and, you know, maybe we won't get that much investment in January, but at least we know that, like, maybe, like, this whole club takeover stuff won't dominate the fall. And boy, was I wrong. Like, yeah. literally three weeks later, he was like, all right, we're selling the club again. But I don't know. I just wish that we kind of had certainty, and we don't. And we never do with Mike Gashley. The only thing that's certain is that he won't invest in the club. Yeah. Yep. Um, one funny thing of note before we move on is uh, that somebody asked Peter Burroughs' manager. <laughs> oh, yeah. My Newcastle. And he tweeted – Said if I had three hundred million pounds, then yeah, I'd do it. But seems like a bargain. But I don't have the money. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was funny. Like we're just t- tweeting random League One owners. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you want to buy and, a three million club? And I think one of the things that that does point to is that, like, I think for a lot of people, we're just like Mike Ashley should lower his price. But I mean, I think more people are now kind of seeing that, like, regardless owning a Premier League club is I mean worth at least that three hundred million pounds. Like I think that's a fair price. Um so yeah, I don't know. Make more than that. Two, guaranteed you're at the end of your second season you will have made more on your investment than what you paid. Maybe. Probably. Yeah. So. Depending on how much you invest like initially up front. Like if you come in, yeah. you buy the club and then you spend like well, hundred million pounds over the next two windows and then invest in infrastructure, then like you're, well, yeah, you I bet on your initial investment. Yeah, you, you would cover your initial investment for sure. Whatever. You also, do if you did things back. that like normal business owners and club owners do, and like sell corporate partnerships instead of just like like not making any money from them, then yeah. yes, like if you sold all the sports direct signage, you would probably make at least fifty to seventy-five million pounds. But anyway, yeah. All right, so let's get into the match that we don't want to talk about um, on Saturday in the third round of the FA Cup. Newcastle United drew Blackburn Rovers one to one, and it was a boring one, which seems to be consistent with Newcastle football. But uh, after every match, we ask you all, the fans, to describe the match in three words, and we have a few of them. One being the best co-host in the land, Elijah Newsom. You said exactly oh, yeah. as expected. Mm. Exactly yeah. as expected. Yeah. Um, n- not what I expected <laughs> because I said that Newcastle would have a 2-0 or 2-1 win, but not, not happening. Oh, I would have um, told you that we would have lost. Toon Army Portland said, not today, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Which, Okay. <laughs> Matthew Chip Chase, find him at Chippy underscore nineteen ninety five. Is that his real name, Chip Chase? Yeah, I mean, you don't know for sure, but it seems like it. That is wild. Spelled as pronounced, Chip Chase. Um, lack of quality was Matt's submission, and Robin Wilson. Uh, we are shite. <laughs> well, I feel like that one happens every week. 
None of those are wrong, <laughs> by the way, guys. We are right on the money there. Uh, so let's get into the match, uh, everything that entailed with it. This obviously won't be super in-depth because not a lot happened. Um, but we had a interesting starting lineup. We got kind of what we wanted. I'll, I'll read the starters, Elijah, and then you can take it from there. Give me what you thought as far as surprises, instant reaction, that stuff. So we had Freddie Woodman starting. In okay. Net, and then Fabian Cher, Jacob – well, I guess I'll do back line first. So Fabian yeah. Cher. Then we had Javier Manquillo. Florian Lejeune makes his first start back, and then Jamie Sterry. And then in the midfield, you had Jacob Murphy, Matt Ritchie, who was the captain, Isaac Hayden, Kennedy, and Sean Longstaff, the GOAT, and then Hasselow. <laughs> you mean the Spanish legend, Hasselow? Uh, Real Madrid's own Hasselow. Yeah. On the bench, you had Nathan Harker. He's the backup for Freddie. Uh, Kieran Clark, John Joe, Rondon, Perez, Yedlin, and Atsu. So what, what was your initial thoughts when you saw the lineup? Um, excited to see Longstaff and Starry. Um, I don't know. I feel like you. I wanted to see Sorensen. Um, I, I, but I also saw the point. I saw – I, I want to say I saw like a legitimate reason to start Hosloop to get his like confidence back up. Yeah. But then, like, he played, and then you're like, oh, look, like, Hosloo's just not good. Like, <laughs> and so I think we discovered that. And I'd be – I mean, I would – like, me as a as a person who's like – like, if I were just a random fan and I knew that there was this great youth player in our academy um, that was killing it, and we have an FA Cup replay coming up, I would be like, oh, that youth player would probably play, and that youth player would be Sorensen. But being someone who – like is familiar with the club and familiar with Rafa, I'd be shocked if Sorensen starts the yeah. next F. I mean, I, we all want it to happen. Well, but I, I'd I be think, shocked if he starts. So the reason why, I mean, I wanted it too, but he played the day before. And yeah, I mean, so I knew that he wasn't going to play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still think he could have played. I mean, he's playing against the U23s and he's 19 years old. Like he can play back to back. I don't know. I mean, it's not like he's playing tackle football. It's, that's true. This is not. This is my take. I could be wrong. It's fine. Oh, Greg, um, did you play soccer? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I guess you're right then. <laughs> I was like, good. leave it to the guys who played, Greg. <laughs> I mean, everybody plays as a kid, right? Yeah. I played sure. bully in high school for one year. Oh. That's hot. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, and and then big. I was happy to see Woodman play because he he's gotten his chances before, but let's keep seeing him until he's gone or starting for us. And then uh, big ups up to uh, Florian Lejeune with his miraculous recovery. <laughs> oh yeah, the, like we are sorry we doubted you, Florian. <laughs> yes. Um, so the match started and it was pretty dead. And I want to say uh, Blackburn's away kits at yellow is just disgusting. <laughs> it's ugly. Oh, I loved it. You loved it? I loved it. Oh, I hate it. No, I, actually, I wish it would. You know what would have been better? It was like if it was like uh, neon pink. Oh, that would have been great. So Newcastle came out in their 4 2 3 1. It was Mankio at left back. Stary was right. Lejeune, left center, Cher, right center. Then you had Longstaff and Hayden in the middle. Kennedy was the number 10, which is interesting. I want to point that out. And then Richie was on the left, Murphy on the right, Hustle up top. So it, it game started, and it was kind of open in the beginning. Richie had a, uh, a great corner that he played a corner to Kennedy and then like a short corner, and then Kennedy hit it back out. And – Hosselu kind of connected with a half shot. I wish he would have fully gotten it, but Raya parries in it, and Kennedy had a low shot right from a tight angle, but they hacked it clear. I thought that was going to be the first goal for Newcastle, um, and that was knocked away. And then from that point on, that was like the ninth or tenth minute, it was dead zone. <laughs> I mean, I'm there was a, a 
another play where Hasselu got a rebound from a Richie shot and it got deflected sent to Lejeune and Lejeune headed it wide. I noted that that was like 30 minutes in and literally that's it. That's all the notes I made for the entire first half. <laughs> Dude, that game was so boring. <laughs> yeah. It was only one minute at a time. So there wasn't any like drama or anything. Um, so should we just go to the second half? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So second half started <laughs> and there it, it wasn't long after. It was 10 minutes into the second half. And and I have to say that Blackburn looks pretty good from set pieces. I don't know how they've done throughout the year in set pieces, but they were good from them all afternoon. They perfectly executed the one that scored the goal. So it's played across from the midfield, and it was a great ball into an area, but it was Dak who was completely unmarked who has a pretty nice header on the ball, and it goes past Woodman. So in the 55th minute, we were one nothing Blackburn. And I want to say that Woodman was due for a mistake. He looks pretty uneasy collecting a lot of uh, like a lot of the set pieces that they had. Like he was very kind of timid, you know, getting with the puncher, collecting the ball or whatever. And it was kind of – he was kind of due for just like something to happen. Like I didn't feel confident that Blackburn wasn't going to score, if that makes sense. Yeah, and yeah, and I would say Woodman. I I agree that he definitely had some trouble with set pieces, but I think he had a pretty good day as far as distribution goes. Oh yeah, distribution. I think he. I think, and that's like. I think that was the. I think that was the only area of the game I felt like he he struggled in was was like just like some of his confidence going for some of these long balls in the air, and yeah. then of course after that goal, like he had this ridiculously like gutsy. They floated in some long ball, and it was, like, super gutsy. From the, he, like, jumped into traffic of, like, four or five guys were all heading it, and that could have ended poorly. It could have been 2-0 easily yeah. if he hadn't caught it, and he, like, barely fumbled and caught it. So Yeah, yeah. So it, it, was, it wasn't a great game for him, but it was – I mean, I think he did fine. I think he, I think he proved that he could be a championship keeper at the level he's currently at. Um, I mean, he could improve on that. I don't know. But right now, I think he was good enough to be playing against Blackburn every week in and week out, you know. So what? it was right after that where Rafa had enough and he subbed Hayden off, hopefully for the last time, but probably not for the last time due to depth. Um, and Shelby came on. And to be honest, it didn't change anything. Um, mm. You think you, you – do you disagree? That's fine. I disagree. Go ahead. I think Shelby got a little bit more forward than Longstaff or Hayden did. I agree with that. That so that that would be my change. Okay. <laughs> that was that was that was literally it. That was it. <laughs> like I don't think the the game as a whole changed. I think Newcastle looked a little different, just tactically. So because he's yeah. just more confident on the ball than either one of them. Yeah. Um, and then the. <laughs> the best shot of the – or the best chance for Newcastle of the night from open play, at least, it was Longstaff. Started from a man, Longstaff. Um, he fed the ball to Richie, who laid it off to Murphy, crossed it in the box, headed towards Cher, deflected out for a corner, and then Shelby took the corner and headed it <laughs> into the keeper. And then Lejeune shot – had another shot and it was blocked and it could have been a handball, but it wasn't a handball. And it was just like for 45 seconds, Newcastle could have scored three goals. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, to all the fans saying it was a handball, it wasn't a handball. Yeah. Yeah. For coming to my TED talk, that was just not a handball. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, that was our best chance. It was Adam Armstrong was complete, like was not even a factor. And he did. I, I thought that was good respect to the fans. I, I think all the fans applauded him when he got subbed off in the 70th. Which, it, after two weeks in a row of booing former Newcastle <laughs> players, the yeah. fans the fans found some class yeah. and applauded. I mean, it's funny. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. So and then so here's where the game changed. And we've said this. So you can come at me and. Call me a Perez hater, and I'll, I, I admit when I'm wrong, but we have said that Perez is best being used as a sub. Oh, tired legs, and then you put Perez in there. He can change things. 
And that's how it happened here. So in the 79th minute, it was Longstaff came off for Perez. And I skipped it earlier, but Atu also came on. And then Richie was pushed deeper into a 10 roll, and Kennedy was moved out to the left because Kennedy, I have to be honest, was not making good decisions at all with the ball. Looked lost against Blackburn at home. And then, yeah, and then Newcastle kind of switched to a 4-1-4-1, and Shelby was sitting like to distribute long. And then Richie and Perez were behind Hasselu and Atsu, Atsu and Kennedy were out wide. Um, and I don't even know if like Hasselu touched the ball. <laughs> I know he did, but like I just want to emphasize how bad he was. Um, all right, so then it was literally I mean three minutes after the sub, and got to give credit to Perez here. I'm saying it; it hurts, but I'm saying it. Well, it doesn't hurt because good things happen from it. But it was a long ball from Shelby, and it was head, headed back by Hoslu actually. And Perez got on it, and he brought her into the box. And he did some pretty cool footwork to get some players on him and gets fouled by Evans eventually. Uh, the ref didn't even – I mean, it, it was a clear penalty to the ref. He didn't consult VAR. He just pointed straight to the spot. And we – breaking news, ladies and gentlemen, Newcastle United have a penalty. Yeah, it, it took everyone by surprise. <laughs> yeah. Especially because it was kind of a soft penalty, in my opinion. But Yeah, I'm, it, I'm fine with that, too. We got it. So yeah, we got We deserve it. Um, and then it was Richie who, who took it, which I really liked. He took his time, picked a spot, and hit it exactly where he wanted to hit it. Bottom right-hand corner. Keeper dove the other way. And uh, right there, you kind of think, I was like, okay, maybe Newcastle can come away with a win here. Like, we're obviously better, but we're, we just haven't played like it. But maybe now that we got a goal, we got a penalty, maybe they'll do something. They didn't do anything. Like, nothing happened after, after that. It was five minutes added. New, I don't even think Newcastle had a chance. I don't think any side had a chance after that goal. Um, and Newcastle settled for a 1-1 draw. It was an awful match for probably 85 of the 90 minutes. And, you know, we're still in the FA Cup, but another game will be added to pick up our depthless squad. Um, and it will be ju- – it's just before we host Cardiff City, which is not ideal at all. We're going to be – it's the 16th or the 17th, if my dates are correct, of January. So not ideal, but we didn't lose. I mean, Final I think – well. I think that you, I mean, and I, this is with all the FA Cup, all the every year, you either want to lose or you want to win. Nobody wants to get a draw. Yeah. You don't want to replay. So we actually got the worst result we could possibly get. Yeah. Like, I'd rather lose. That's yeah. just me. Yeah, no. Then draw. In our situation, I mean, yes. Yeah. Like, I don't know. So it's, it's, it's something. Um, I guess. As a whole, uh, I thought it was an interesting it was an interesting match because, and I've said, and you guys, we had this discussion in our Slack. Um, it's basically everyone who listens to this pod is essentially part of the Slack now. Um, but I, I just like I, I thought that we weren't going to do well because everyone kept complaining this whole season about how every single match it was the same thing. And I mentioned this on the last time I was on the pod. Every single match, everyone says the same thing about. Well, how do you expect us to do well against these championship? Uh, like when we have when we're starting championship caliber players, and then when you play a championship team, everyone's like, "We should be dominating this team." We're in the Premier League, and I'm just like, "Pick a side." Like you can't have your cake and eat it too. Well, actually, I guess you can, if depending on when you're eating the cake. But that's not the point. But like, I don't know. That's just how I felt about it. I felt like. I came into this with this mentality of like, I've been hearing that we're a championship side, so we'll go up against the championship side. And I'm like, well, probably the loser draw. Like, because we're, we have these quote championship level players, and then we're going to start playing. We're going to play guys who are worse than those guys. We're going to play all of our friends' players and all of our, and some of our youth players. And so I don't know why people are expecting us to batter them like four or five nil. Or, I mean, even two nil is a bit generous considering like, you're going to this expecting that your youth team plays and that you are playing French players. 
Yeah. And then once you see Hosselu is up top, you can't expect any goals from him. So <laughs> no. You, <laughs> so I just want us to refer to him from now on, former Real Madrid player Hosselu. Can yeah. we just make that a thing now? Fun fact, if you type in Hosselu on Google Images, because I made a little meme today. I did a millennial. I made a meme today, and I typed in Hosselu. The first picture that comes up is him in a Real Madrid uniform. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's just bizarre. So like you Googled guy, Real Madrid's Hosselu. No, I just I just typed in Hosselu. No, no, it no. Was, it, his name is Real Madrid's Oh, you're right. I Googled Real Madrid's Hosselu. <laughs> yeah. I think we should say, like, Academy standout. Real Madrid Academy standout, Hasselhoff. Well, he did play for the senior team. Yeah. And scored. Well, wasn't he in their academy, right? Yeah, yeah, he was. So, in order to make the senior team, you have to be an Academy standout, right? Well, no. Like, if you're coming from the Academy into uh, the senior team. Yeah, yeah. Then you would be a standout player for the Academy, right? Yeah. That's how most like most good youth teams work. We don't know because no, we're you, we're Newcastle and yeah. we don't have that. So, rip. So I don't know. Those are my thoughts. It was a little bit long winded, but essentially, I expected us to not do well because I didn't expect us to build a good team, and that's exactly what happened. Um, yeah. And Iosefi Perez proved his worth coming off the bench. And someone tweeted that he was irreplaceable, which is just not true. Like, <laughs> they're like, "This is why Jose Perez is irreplaceable." And I was like, "That's that's not that's he's not irreplaceable." You, Nobody you're telling outside, me you would take outside of Dubrovka Jose. is irreplaceable. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there we go. Stats. I really don't have much for you, but I will say that Richie's penalty make was the last time we made a penalty in a match was. Against Preston North End mm. on April 2017, and it was Matt Ritchie. Since then, we've only had two penalties, and it was Hosselu who missed. And Kennedy. Oh, sorry. Real Madrid's Hosselu. Ha- wow. Real Madrid's oh, yeah. Hosselu. He missed. And then Kennedy, obviously, earlier this year. Yeah. <laughs> and you know it's bad if, you, if you're a striker and everyone on Twitter, as soon as we get a penalty, is all tweeting the same thing. Don't let Hosselu take this penalty. Yeah. Like, that's not what you want to see if you're a striker. No. no. This um, is the opposite. Rafa said after the match, a replay is bad news. I am disappointed because we have to play another game <laughs> at home. We have to try and fin- try to finish, and we didn't play at the level we expected. I was pleased with the reaction. It is now another situation we have to manage, use more players, more risk. We tried, and they pushed hard. You could see them running for every single ball. Overall, the reaction was good in the final minutes, and I will take that as a positive. We didn't want another game. We wanted to win, but after losing, we needed to react, and the reaction of the team in the final minutes was quite good. It's a pity we have to play another game, but it's better than to lose. That's that's rough. Yeah. Rip. Yeah. Um, okay. So, who's your best player? <laughs> uh, best player has to go to. Honestly, I'm gonna give it to Matt Ritchie because I think he played the hardest throughout the match. Yeah, he did give That's away a, a, a pretty silly foul. But, I mean, it wasn't really, it wasn't really worth much. But I think that um, just he's been consistently working his butt off and in ways that show up on the stat sheet for all these people who are Iose Perez works hard. Um, Matt Ritchie has been working hard in ways that show up on the stat sheet and, you know, completing passes, completing dribbles, getting tackles, all that stuff, shots on target, things that, you know, when you're in the midfield, you're supposed to do and he's been doing them. So I think he was, you think he was our best player. Yeah. And mine, I'm going to go with uh, Florian Lejeune. Oh, I was trying to like pin you into a corner so you'd have to say it was a Paris. No, no. Um, it's definitely Lejeune. And well, for me, it's just more of like what a miraculous comeback. And then he didn't do awful either, but you he, know, there he was some played rust. pretty well, actually. Yeah, he, he did well. And there was some rust from time to time. But to, to perform like that after such a traumatic injury is, I got to give him credit. It's more of a it's- rah rah best player than a actual but that's how that's that's my answer i'm sticking with it 
actual question is Kieran Clark still alive? Like, what happened? Yeah, he was a sub in this match. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know, haven't, haven't haven't seen that one on the team sheet in a while, so just <laughs> yeah. had to make sure he was still a player. Yeah, no. Um, who's your worst player? Um, I mean, like Hoslu is so bad. Um, Real Madrid Hoslu. Yeah, Real Madrid Hoslu. He definitely is up there. I think that Steri didn't have a great game. I'm glad you mentioned that because it's to me the worst two are Hoslu and Steri. Yeah, and and I mean, and it was just interesting because it seems like Sterry is panning out to be, and, and he's only gotten one game, so well, a couple games over the past few seasons. Um, but it does look like Sterry is panning out to be a little bit of not as bad as Adam Armstrong, but definitely not going to be like because he was definitely one of those guys in the in the academy everyone was really excited about. So I, mean, I don't know. Right now, it seems like he's not going to be a Premier League level player and I, if he was then i think that on um, one he would have performed better in this match and two he would have been uh consistently trained with the first team especially since rafa thinks that we need competition for um for that right back spot for for deandre yedlin so i just don't think i was entirely impressed by him i think out of the two younger players uh longstaff had a better game and not and longstaff wasn't great but he just wasn't as bad as Terry. Yeah, yeah. I think I thought uh, Longstaff was good. Like, like, and I'm saying good, like out of a zero to ten scale, like a six five, six point five. Like he was good. Yeah, better than average, a bit, but not like really good. Not great. Um, cool. So let's get into questions, which are brought to you by Fubo TV. Guys, you definitely need to get it because it is amazing. There's so many channels that you can choose from. There is like, I can't remember how many, but I think seven be in channels. So if you just like watching world football, you can literally <laughs> watch any of it. So then that's how I watch like Strasburg and in league one, like I was mentioned earlier, watching Kenny Lala. So definitely check that out. Click the link that we post when we uh, post our podcasts and that's it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Fubo TV is the is the is the stuff. Yeah, I, want, I forget. I think we're family friendly on iPad on iTunes. So, fam friends. So I can't I can't say that it's the. Uh, oh the, yeah, yeah. The thing. The thing. Yeah. Um. All right. So we have one question, and it is a redemption because the official questionnaire of CHN Radio is back, Trevor Mooney. And this has to be the most difficult question he's ever asked. Yeah, probably. I think I think you are going to do way better than me on this one. But, probably. Um, Trevor says, only using random words you know in other languages, how would you describe Alan Shearer's emotions during the Blackburn match? Which is a lot. Um, the thing is, like, when you know a language, like – it's really hard to just take random words, I think, because you want you you want it to make sense, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I'll just say this. Uh Neuschwanstein, uh Ola League U uh Ciao Bella. So those are random words in different languages. Uh, what does that mean? <laughs> Translate that to English for us. Um, what did I say? Neuschwanstein is is a castle in Germany. Uh, I think I said hola, which is hello in Spanish. Um, league I is League One, which is the top tier French football, also known as the Farmers League because it is so top heavy. Um, and I don't even know what Chao Bella means. It, I don't even know what language that is. I think it's... That's that's uh, Italian. Italian? Okay. What does that yeah, mean? Chao is Italian. Like, bye. Maybe Bella is someone. Yeah. Is that a girl? Maybe? Maybe Alan yeah, Shearer I think, I think is Bella is that. beautiful. Oh. So, Alan Shearer... Because Belle is beautiful in French. So okay. So Bella is a similar... 
We should just rename this podcast Coming Home Rosetta Stone Radio. <laughs> yeah. All right. Mine is Bet Seniors. Au revoir. What, what does that mean? Bet is stupid in French. Okay. So stupid men, bye. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, that actually is a pretty good answer. Um, another one I would use just influent, fluently in German is Darf ich auf die Toilette gehen, which means may I go to the bathroom. Yes. And because, stay there for 90 yeah. minutes. <laughs> yeah, because that is more interesting than that match. That was so boring. Oh, geez. Um, okay, Greg, I have a would you rather for you. Okay. Um, all right, so uh, would you rather uh, have to rely on Hosselu converting a shot on target? Not even, no, no, okay. Convert, like scoring a goal. Um, Real Madrid Hosselu? Real Madrid Hosselu scoring a goal for you to save your life, or... To save my life. Oh, my god! To gosh. save your life. Or Mohamed Diame going two matches without committing a single foul to save your life. <laughs> uh, and for just, like, just for consistency's sake, like, the matchup is against Southampton. It's, like, two games of Southampton for Diame and one game of Southampton for Hostel. Oh, man. Um... I'm going to go with Diame not taking a foul. <laughs> Over two matches. That is – Yeah. That's bold. Yeah. Yeah. I don't trust Hasselu to score in 90 minutes. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, I actually don't even know which one I'd choose. Um, I think I would – maybe maybe Hasselu. I don't know. Dude, that, that is tough now that I think about it. That's probably the, one of the hardest ones I've – I think I've given you. Yeah. Maybe I think I would just go with Hostelu just because I think that oh, I don't know. I, okay, so <laughs> it's, it's, it's like it's for the, the like it's weird. It's the same reason. Like like the, I think there's more chances for Diame to commit a foul in a match than Hostelu to not score in a match. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like Diame is confronted with the decision of should I foul or should I not foul probably about 15 to 20 times a match. Well, Hoslu only has like three or four opportunities a match to not score. So, yeah, I don't know. But, ugh. and then you got to multiply that by two because it's two games for the Ame. I don't know. This is, that's a tough one. Yeah. It's just, you just hate, you just hate to be put in that situation. <laughs> but I think the, the moral of the story here is that Hoslu, Real Madrid's Hoslu played for Real Madrid. Yeah. Like that was something. He was a player for one of the biggest clubs in Spain. In the world. In the actually. world, yeah. Yeah. Like he and Ronaldo, like <laughs> both played a shared team. a locker room. They shared a locker room. Yeah. <laughs> that is just wild. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you have anything else? Um I definitely uh, not. I am going to eat dinner and Los Angeles. Oh, at what's... Fat Sal's. Oh, that place yeah. is so good. Oh, I have something. Uh, if you're if you're on Twitter and you're not following me, uh, something's wrong with you. But if you sh- if you are, you should. Everyone should go retweet my tweet that I put out earlier that said, "I don't think Alabama's had a good kicker since the 2013 Iron Bowl," which I thought was a pretty good tweet. That so. is really good if you know what college football is. Oh yeah. So yeah. Americans who watch college football, you, you get it. So go to my yeah. Twitter at Elijah underscore Newsom. It's actually, and, it's actually really good. And it's, yeah, it's, it's funny. Are you talking about the tweet or my Twitter as a whole? Yes. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that concludes episode 32 of CHN radio. We're coming back to you later in the week to go over our match against Chelsea. Um, but in the meantime, give us a follow on Twitter at coming home NUFC and at CHN underscore radio. Go check Ooh. us out on Facebook coming home NUFC. Oh, and buy tickets. Yeah. Buy tickets. Go to my Eye magpies, Facebook and Twitter, and we'll be retweeting some stuff too. Um, if you have any questions about the event, feel free to email us CHN radio NUFC at gmail.com and don't forget to subscribe and rate us review us on 
wherever you listen to the podcast because it helps us get out there. We want to get to 100, and we're not there. So please help us, guys. It, it would mean a lot. It, and it literally takes it takes five seconds. You don't even need – you just have to click five stars. Uh, we would love to, mm. to get a little blurb just to get some feedback because feedback always helps what we're doing wrong, what we're doing right. But if you click five stars, that is huge for us. So we appreciate it. But that will do it to the episode. I'm your host, Greg Troxell. That is the best damn co-host I've ever listened to. Elijah Musa. Mm. And we are CHM Radio. And you're going to listen to Blade and Races and Play the Lads. Johnny had a white hat on, they yelled, we stole the cuddy. There were spice dolls and monkey shows and they had wife selling ciders. And the chaps with a hat and his own devotion and no more lads for riders. Oh, no.